Hey everybody! Welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, Doctor Nick. Hey, Doctor Nick. <laughs> uh, here's uh, it's uh, me, Dimitri, Babushka. the Russian, uh, the Bloody Russian, eater. the resident Russian of this uh, uh, group. Uh, we also have Carl, the the man with a very long beard. No. And what what fa- beard people don't know? <laughs> and a fantastic, yes. Yeah, sorry, I, I I don't even know what I'm, I'm saying. A, I'm a ting. And uh, our uh, Hispanic friend uh, Joe Chorney. Joe Chorney. Is he Hispanic? Or Did Chinese? I say friend? Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I didn't even know what I'm saying. It's like a consultant, acquaintance at best. <laughs> We've met him before. Um, so today's episode um, is about guilty pleasure watches. So just to explain what I think about what a guilty pleasure is, and you guys, you know, have probably your own ideas. It's a watch that you probably shouldn't like, but you secretly do, right? There's no price tag. It's just it's just a watch that, or watches that are unique in a way that perhaps you don't want to talk about. You, you don't want people to know that you like them. Yeah. But you kind of do, right? So let's start. Let's start. Um, let's start this episode with a quick uh, wrist check, perhaps, Carlito. I'll, I think I'll, I'll go last. I'll go last. I have a long wrist check. Oh, because so he has a uh, buying experience. Yep. He got something in the mail. Yep. So. Um, I'm back to wearing my Speedmaster. It doesn't come off my wrist uh, quite often. Uh, it uh, <laughs> classic watch. I've talked about it before. I feel like I mentioned that my, my watch pretty much on every single episode. But I think now you have or to like di- a reference I, to space. I, I think now you have to distinguish that it's not the new Speedmaster. And I think to that point, I wanted my to... Speedmaster is the last one with the original movement. There you go. A variation of the original movement. What's the name of the movement again? 1861. Sure. And, That's the uh, name. They, they, they had the 321, then they made the 861, and then there was an 1861, and now it's 3861, if I'm not mistaken. But this one is the brand new because it's anti-magnetic. It's like the, the, the latest... Master coaxial. Yeah, it's the, uh, the anti-magnetic with the um, the, the uh, silicon... silicon. Escapement. Yeah. Escapement, yes. The, can you go into water with the new one? Um, <laughs> I don't believe so. Okay, <laughs> because there's no water on Mars. Uh, you don't know that. So to that point, I was speaking to my brother who has the same Speedmaster as you. Oh, he has the same uh, reference, eh? Same reference. And I was, I think, so but his is better. Sorry, which year did he buy it? Uh, twenty eighteen. Okay, so just a year prior. Yeah. yeah. Okay, when he uh visited from uh, England, he uh, had it. To, uh, he, that was the first, yeah. basically, like as soon as he bought it. Yeah. He already switched uh, from a bracelet to a leather strap. You gave him, I think. A yeah, I gave strap. him. Yeah, he wanted a leather. Very strap. Very cool. So. I asked him what he thought, and his feedback was, I'm going to look here in my notes because I wrote him down as he was saying it. His thing was... You have a list, right? He goes, I think my only issue with it is that it's priced too high. That was his thing. It's, the pricing includes the, 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 the story, right? It's, okay. all, it's all the story. Relax. <laughs> no, but I'm not saying... <laughs> he goes, what? Calm down. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> so... <laughs> so... Wow. But, <laughs> I, I wish I had friends. <laughs> so... Um, I, I like I told him my, my reaction was I go but I expected it he goes why I'm like well if you look at the Seamaster now the Seamaster with the wave dial with that new movement and the case back that's a hell of a diver it's seven grand Canadian you paid what for your Speedmaster six sixty two hundred sixty two hundred Canadian tax in, tax in yeah. from an AD not even great yes. market nothing. brand new yeah and he paid how much sorry he paid about four 
uh, used, right? Yeah, lightly used. So he went and shopped and he did. But the see, whole thing. this was the time when they were kind of losing a little bit of a value. But Dude. now they, 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 he, his watch right now is more expensive than he, he, he was. For he it, was right? telling me like, when in two thousand four, because you could get a Speedmaster mechanical like the automatic for like three grand Canadian. Canadian? That's what? fucking crazy. So that's bucket change. Ugh. So talk about Rolex. Ugh. But then he was, he, so he goes, his price too high. And I go, but I expected the price hike. And the only reason why was the Omega Seamaster came in. Now it's seven grand Canadian on the website. So plus tax, everything. You can probably get it tax in because it's not Rolex. So you go, okay, tax in seven grand Canadian. Um, it's a diver. So chronographs are more expensive because they're, they're, they're more complications. So um, what's the price now? The new Speedmaster? Um, so... Bef- my 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 generation was priced at sixty seven. Yeah, you got it. For but six? the new one is about twenty percent, twenty percent more. So I think it's seventy five hundred for the Hesselite plus and tax. about ten k for uh, the, sapphire for the newer sapphire sandwich. So you're looking at seven and a half to ten k, and you're like, okay, so how does that price? Glider, my brother glider. That's why I say glider. He says it's priced high. It's risky. They really try to put themselves in that bracket. But I also mentioned, well, everything's going up. You know, Rolex, Daytonas are are at 14K. It's at the same price as the Zenith El Primero. So where does it stand with other chronographs? My Hoyer Monaco is 76 plus tax Canadian, um, 7,600. So it gives you an idea. Uh, chronographs are more expensive. I think that um, although it's risky because they're trying to position themselves up there, I think prices have just gone up. And what? yeah. Prediction that I had at the beginning of the year, Rolex, watch the GMT Master 2, the Explorers, all of them, prices going yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. For That's sure. My, my prediction. That's so fair. you're wearing that Omega Speedmaster. Yeah. I'll go next. I'm wearing my Seiko Alpinist, the previous the, generation, the one without the... Um, That's the like one of the original ones. Not the, re- the, the red Alpinist is the first one, I think. So this is like the generation... The pre-Hodinky. The pre-Hudinki, that's right. So I'm wearing the Which one Which is the what started the crazy... The 6R15 movement. So it's the green dial. It doesn't have the um, oyster... Well, whatever you call it, the date, whatever, magnifier? The, the What do you uh, call the, it? The Cyclops. Cyclops onto the date. This one doesn't have it. Um, I put it on a black vintage uh, leather strap uh, that is smooth uh, leather. And um, it sits really great. I'm really happy. I put it on the strap this week and I, I haven't taken it off pretty much all week because of it and um i really love it and uh yeah it's a keeper and carl your wrist check is going to be a little bit extended yeah i'll have once again the best wrist check of the group what do you mean once again what was the last uh, one you had a good wrist all, check? all of them <laughs> if it was a twitter i won <laughs> when's the last time you actually had anything interesting <laughs> all of them <laughs> to share it's like who are you you're still here <laughs> This is your first podcast. So uh, that previous one, part one of the last podcast, I uh, was saying that uh, I purchased a watch and it was on his way. Um, it's my first vintage watch. It's a watch from the 70s. Slippery, slippery. And, uh, Which year exactly? I don't know. Okay, uh, that's not a good that, start. That reference number is like a decade-ish. And there's no paperwork, no box. With the it's like a vintage okay. Vostok. It was made... I guess in like anywhere from in the 70 to 20th century. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so it's uh, a Carl F. Booker. Uh, but back then it was only stamp Booker. There were no Carl F. In they didn't have enough money to, to put the rest <laughs> of the letters. letters. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a reference 9651. Um, 
quickly the spec. I'll go after that on the uh, brand itself and the watch. Uh, it's a manual wind, chrono. It's the Alemania caliber 1873. So um, Beautiful. It's the same movement pretty much as a 321 Omega. Uh, Lemania, when they build the movement for Omega, it was based on that one. It has the more original movement than my uh, Speedmaster. Yeah. <laughs> better. Everything's better than your Speedmaster anyway, so... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Even my, my watch, my watch uh, like 50 years old and like kind of cheap, <laughs> is better than your Speedmaster. Vitri's <laughs> so, like, he's like... I'm erroneous! A, <laughs> I'm thinking of a comeback, but I don't yeah. really have any... <laughs> um, so quickly uh, on Cal Ifbroker, I'll go after that on my uh, why I bought it. Um, but, but once one one, you know, I'm just looking at it right now. It's really beautiful. The white hands are incredible. Um, and I have to say, uh, Booker, we were at a, an AD recently, and Dimitri pulled out this like Panda chronograph. I think it was about 10k. Yeah, and they're expensive. No, well, they're beautiful too. Yeah. Right? Really nice. But it anyway, reminded me of something that I really like. Yeah, but you went vintage, and uh, yeah. Okay. Why did you go with the brand? Uh, I'll, 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 <laughs> okay, you know what? Buying process first. So um, I'm always um, on the market for a new watch. I learned that from Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Happy um, hunting, everyone. Yeah, and and uh, something else that I learned from Kevin is um, a collection is always cool to have when you, you give have him too much credit. Uh, I learned it from him. I'll give it that once. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you, uh, you, 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 you did it. Did it. Um. Something else that Kevin always... I also like to take credit into his watch experience as well, too. I've, infe <laughs> I've infected all of you <laughs> as I was yeah. infected by someone. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty contagious. <laughs> contagious. <laughs> Airborne. Anyways, Airborne, Airborne, they say. <laughs> should stop making out. <laughs> it's pressed too quickly. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Let's not be rash. Yeah, I think we're revealing too much. <laughs> too much to process. To I think you're being listeners. too rash. Okay. Let's not, let's not exaggerate here. Um, so I have a collection of now about 10 watches, eight watches, nine, anyway, anywhere from five to 10. Why? This is a, Mathematical a lot of privilege you have in your life. Just yeah. even I don't eat though. It's the only thing I have is watches. Lots of spaghetti. <laughs> anyway, let's go. Let's go. How many cars um, do I have in my garage? I, I don't know. Four, eight. Those <laughs> Bremont guys with the planes, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I want watches to like have a full collection, complete collection. Like you want a chrono, you want x or y type of movement i want a vintage one i want a newer watch i want a diver with those specs flieger uh, yeah field exactly right so i add a bunch of watches so pretty much every single watch style you want to have yes add a bunch of watches that are filling a lot of spot in my collection but didn't have any vintage or mechanical chrono yeah um so it was i was always on the look for one or the other uh recently i rewatched the john wick uh franchise for part one two and three and john wick is Sponsored by in the movie Baba Yaga, Carl F. Booker. That's what they call him. Yeah. Who calls him that? Everyone. Uh, everyone. Everyone. In the movie. Like, everyone in the movie. Yeah. Wow. Literally, you say nonsense, and you all look at me like I'm an asshole. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Well, we look at you the, the same way we always look at you. <laughs> what is Baba Yaga? Baba Yaga. That sounds like a Chinese it's noodle. A, it's a boogeyman in Russian. It, no, it's not boogeyman. It actually translates into just a witch. Like an old in lady, the movie, a witch. In the movie, but in the movie, because nobody knows what it means, right? You're ugly and a witcher. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, it's sponsored by Booker, like it, straight it, up sponsored. Yes, they only wear the only wear Booker. That's only watch in the whole movie, and all the ads, like in Times Square, are Carl F. Booker ads. In that okay, movie, right? Oh, you, you so I rewatched the movie. Just learned this. I've rewatched well, the movie and you just I, got learned. I was in a I was in a meeting at work, and uh, while it's a meeting I wasn't participating in, just listening in. 
I had Chrono 24 open. But you said the I do that all the time. <laughs> no offense, anyone from my work listing. I'm listing, and I do follow and ask questions. But I'm always surfing watches at the same time. It's it's second nature now. I, I have been caught like on Friday, um, multitasking, and With like, and, and then I, and I hear like, "Hey, Dimitri, what do you think about this?" I'm like, "Oh fuck," and I'm like, um, "Guys, sorry, I was uh, multitasking, and it's not working really good." Yeah. Also, <laughs> could you please repeat your question? Uh, so you were surfing. I was surfing uh, on Chrono 24, 24, and I was looking at Booker Watch. Like, just I just went brands and look at everything, scrolling, 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 and um, saw that watch. I was like, "Ooh." interesting what what drew you to it uh keanu reeves kind of uh the pattern of the dial first like the color of it pretty much so could you describe it real quick yeah so originally it's supposed to be a silver dial Mm -hmm. uh, but since it's the 70s so it's 50 years old and it was tempered with a little bit uh there's like a so it's a franken watch well the crown is not original in it and the ends are not, the second ends not the right for the reference. And they've listed the this they listed this in the um, yeah. in the specs right yeah. when you were buying. Like here, I have a picture of the original reference okay. versus the, what I have. Okay, okay. Um, That's a cool uh, original. Is a lot nicer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you want, like the uh, so is the ring the ring around it. So the one he's showing us, the dial seems a little bit more white, and uh, he'll post it. We'll post it onto the the Instagram, um, uh, uh, Big Black Clock official. Uh, on Instagram, follow us. We're going to post it. The chapter ring, is it changed? The uh, the, well, there's three reference for that watch, so the chapter ring can be different. I uh, just didn't find any with the same chapter ring as mine. Right. Uh, but normally, you'll have those ends. And as you see, the um, crown is not the same. The crown's a little bit different. And yeah. what about those register second hands are orange on the what seems to be original? Now they're white? That's the thing. Technically, the reference I have, it's only the second hand is supposed to be orange, but it's a really old watch and there's not many for sale and or uh, to look at uh, as a reference point. So but what you, what you mentioned is that all the changes were done directly by Bucur, right? There's no history for it. No history for it. Uh, okay. But I have the pictures of movement and it's still the original Bucur movement in it. Oh, it's that's a wonderful. It's a Lemonia uh, 1373, but it's punched by uh, Bucur. That's amazing. Um, so, silver dial, but uh, since it got tempered with a bit, there's uh, like a rust or patina that went into the dial now mm-hmm. it's kind of a greenish rust nice um the sub dials are matte black they're still matte black the uh sub dial for the minutes the uh five registers mi- the register the, the five minute section is a matte blue baby blue and there's a red marking at 15 minutes as well right 15 <laughs> or 30 15 30 is a full oh sorry sorry sorry, sorry. yeah okay um yeah 15 yeah yeah so oops um, it's a big watch for the 70s. It's um, 40 millimeters by 43. It's a huge cushion case. Um, it's shaped with bezel uh, height around the um, dial. It's an acrylic uh, crystal. It's original? Acrylic? Yeah. Wow, looks great. Um, watch. It's unpolished. No, no parts on, uh, on that watch have been changed beside the crown and the second end. And the okay. reason that the ends have been changed, if you look at 12 on the dial, there's some hand scratches at some point they bent or they were just not holding well right. so it, it was starting to scratch the dials and i'm guessing when they changed it they didn't have access to the orange ones so you want to read us the specs on this yeah so 40 like i was saying a bit earlier uh, for the case it's uh, 22 for the lug width it's 13 millimeters high it's depending on which reference it's 38 hours power reserve or 40 mm-hmm. yeah it's about that uh yeah. so it's not not too bad uh, yeah. there's no water resistant rating even if on the case back it just says Water resistant. There's no spec. Right. It just Listeners says, out there, if ever you buy a vintage watch, don't, don't, yeah, don't. even if yeah. you buy a diver, don't. Yeah. Uh, acrylic crystal, like I said earlier, 
uh, and the movement, it's a manual uh, movement, it's a Lamania Caliber 1373. Uh, that's literally the same stuff uh, what Omega had, had for the uh, Speedmaster, just about 10 years later. <laughs> oh, well, doesn't count. Yeah, uh, quick, quick notes on uh, Carl F. Booker. Too, too late. Carl <laughs> uh, F. Booker was uh, founded in 1888, and it's still owned by the same family. It's the grandsons are still running the company. That's awesome. And uh, Lucerne, Switzerland? Mm-hmm. Lucerne, Lucerne. So it's, it's still the same last name? Yeah, uh, still Booker's family. Oh, wow. Yeah, same, same everything. When you have the same family, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunists out there and you'll see these guys, when you see a brand, you go, oh, that brand's been out since 18, blah, blah, blah. Look at how it was. Most of them, I'll say, were all ravaged by the quartz crisis yeah. and then they end up getting bought by some entrepreneur. And you need to see sometimes... They're, they're watch guys and they do something great and they bring it back. Other ones will just try to take the name and use the name to then sell watches. Mm-hmm. So just be wary of that. So I, when I was doing my research for that watch, um, I was you know, looking to it and see what they did over the, um, since they were funded. And during the um, call, F. Brooker was a jeweler before a watchmaker. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And the only reason that they didn't crash during the... Um, Quartz crisis. It's the jewelry. They, to, they're able to stick around because of the jewelry. That's yeah. interesting. So t- still to this day, they sell jewelry outside of their watches. And, you know, and, and it and started, everything was uh, for women. Like the first watches was, the first wrist watch they ever uh, did was in 1919. Uh, it was a woman line. And they're not the, the only ones. Like, you mm-hmm. know, Cartier survived very well through the quartz crisis because they're jewelers. Piaget, uh, they're also jewelers. Uh, so... You know, yeah. if, you, if you have that as a base, you, they survive the course crisis quite and, well. And if you go on, um, I recommend people to go on the uh, Berker website. There's literally a timeline of all the watches with a time frame when they um, uh, launched those watches from since the founding of the company and how they survive with it. And they show you like here they did hard deco to follow the trends during Second yeah. World War. They did uh, uh, um, uh, uh, form follow function mentality so all right. their watches were useful and stuff like that so they they, they survived the time just by rolling with the punch pretty much and uh following up so that's why i was i felt like it was a good first vintage watch good yeah movement. carl's all about function eh <laughs> good, good good movement in it nice backstory for the company um it's i wanted and a, a connection to uh, baba yaga <laughs> i wanted a stainless steel case i didn't want any um, uh, precious metal uh, especially when it's older watches there's a lot more chance it's damaged well y- you can say you, you didn't want but you can also say i couldn't afford do you do you find an attraction and i i get attracted to watches uh when i see that it is like the same family that's owned it when they they have like the same kind of like lineage it's yep. like no we we're, we still want to do what we want to do or yeah. and i'm sometimes i'm like yeah, that's that's cool, and I like I want to be a part of that kind of right. Yeah, so um, it it would rent and um, um, like uh, mark a lot of boxes I was looking for, like stainless steel, bigger watch, even right. if it's vintage, uh, and all those it's, things. It's pretty. So, uh, it's pretty uh, subtle size, let's say. Very. Let, let, let let's so, so the viewers can hear, like what's what's your wrist size? Do you know? Like, can you share it? Are you about seven seven and a quarter? I really don't know. If you give me your metal watch, do you have a steel watch on you? I can put it on and tell you. Because I know my watch size pretty well, and I'll see how it fits, and I can, I can, I can, I can tell you. What about you, Dimitri? What's your wrist size? Do you know? Uh, six and three quarters. Six and three quarters. So this is your uh, Tudor Pelago. <laughs> what a schmuck! So your wrist is a little <laughs> bit smaller than mine. I probably think yours is a little under seven seven inches. As, a, as probably similar to me. Yeah. I think yours is a little bit Leather, more than mine I, I because seven, I when yeah. I wear when I try your it's a little bit your larger, size yeah, it's yeah. a little bit it's a little bit uh, I'm I'm loose. between I'm between seven and seven and a quarter inches. 
So um, try to wear my uh, uh, my. Yeah, uh, I put it. It's tight. My watch, yeah. I can wear, but it's very tight. And I wear my my watch is fairly tight. Uh, but this one is uh, doesn't give me much. Uh, like this one, for example, I think Carl, yours is about the same as me because this is like my perfect size. But like, look, look at yours. Yeah, your, it's a it's your not Omega. It's on my wrist and uh, a hot day. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. It's if not you, going if anywhere. You, if you swell up, it's going to hurt. It's a, a sausage. It's but a sausage. But this, uh, like Carl, I think your wrist is about the same size as mine because I'm I'm, I'm trying on your Pelagos yep. and uh, it's it, it's the perfect. So size folks for out me. there listening, when you're when you're shopping for vintage watches, the the, the one of the the, the the considerations it's always the size because vintage man they were small they were small you know Dimitri's lusting over the Universal Genève pole router it's expensive though but Very yeah, yeah. It's a, but, but it's, a, it's a, one of the original Gerald Genta yeah yeah God damn. Pr- price aside the size is tough to to, to, to wear because you're 34 they're 36 I think but there's some that are 36 but most of them are 34 yeah and 34 to me is small like i i just can't pull yeah. it off on my wrist and i see some people on youtube they're like oh i'm wearing i have a six and, and a half inch wrist you can pull off 34 but like myself i can't i know you can't you you, you have a, a build like How, myself you're, what you're, is the size of your vintage omega uh, seamaster 37 I think that looks very good on you. And I think 37, but to me, 36 is my limit. I don't think I can wear anything smaller than 36. I think at 34, 35 is the limit. Really like 35, 36 is the limit for me. But anyway, but as you were saying, so when you're shopping for vintage watches, it's important to consider the size of the actual yeah, case. And, and that's why I was looking for uh, 40. It's 35 millimeters. I'm just looking it up right now. Yeah, so it's at God, a limit. I found a but, good price. It's 2300 Canadian. But you're, you're, for you're, the color you're that tall, I want. you're thin. No you, date. You're, you could wear it. Um, like myself, my brother, my brother is like, oh, I really want to go for some vintage gold watch. He says, this one's, I went oh. Universal Genève. And I'm like, Glider yeah, but, wants a vintage gold yeah, watch? Yeah, but I'm like, Glider, you're 32. I go, but you're 6'4". You're six four, like but the, but plus two fifty, like two fifty plus. I go, you can't wear thirty four millimeter, buddy. It's gonna look like the watch is Does like he have me. Like, <laughs> it's huge wrist? To your, but he goes seven and a, seven seven and a quarter, like me. Because that's not too much. Like it's okay. It but will 30, still work. Thirty four looks like a quarter on his wrist, right? <laughs> it's just like he's a he's a no, tall, I, big guy. Yeah, but the wrist size is is the most yeah. important part, right? But I, it kind of goes you with the bo- your 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 body your build, oh, your build as well. Sorry, guys. I just I just googled Universal Geneve uh, pull router. And the first link I found on yeah. Chrono 24 is the exact watch that I want. The no date black one with steel and the price is fantastic too. It's amazing. Damn. But I anyway, know, I don't know the, what to do. The point is this one is actually relatively large That's for why vintage. And uh, 40 millimeter is great. So anything 37 and above, I think anyone yeah. with a seven it's, inch it's wrist. A, it's a big case. It's a small dial. Uh, can wear it, do yeah. you buy a lifetime membership? Do you get the lifetime membership at Continental Hotel when you get this watch? Oh my God. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now I'm an assassin for assassin um, forever. Forever, you can't quit. They no, will pull it, you it, back in. It, it just that's the reason <laughs> I was looking at those brands, right? Cool. So, um, so let's uh, let's actually stop talking about this useless uh, watch well, stuff that you purchased. Wear, wear it in good health, my friend. Enjoy it, and uh, I think he, you use the word friend very freely. If, if he dies, dips. <laughs> dips. <laughs> Pelagos Shagar. And last last information. Um, I paid nineteen hundred Canadian for it. Yeah. Uh, if you find the same watch that's like mint condition, like new hold stock, yeah, they go for three thousand dollars Canadian ish. That's that's great. Oh, it's a so, very very nice. So watch. the last thing I just want to close up on the so, <laughs> uh, shout out to Time Titans. That's where you bought it from. Yep. I went to their site. I, I I've known yeah. them before. They're really good. Yep. Um. So the rabbit hole has opened up. Eh. Now it's a. Uh, 
<laughs> vintage watches, guys, when you get into that. This is actually what I'm afraid of also. It's yeah. is that I've never purchased a vintage watch before. I'm a little bit scared about the experience in general. I don't want to get a lemon. But I feel like once I buy my first one, and if it's a good one, like good quality, yeah. it will open up like a rabbit hole. So a I will just start buying all the vintage watches I can find. A, a piece of advice. All the Seikos and like a, a vintage. Piece, a piece of advice that I learned is that if you find a reputable dealer yep. for vintage watches... Uh, you'll pay a little bit more than maybe what you find on like eBay or maybe Chrono 24 it's from more a private seller. But they will seller. be all cleaned and... Uh, uh, you'll, you'll find something you know that you're not getting Frankenstein. right. Uh, and that's... That, so pay a little bit more to go through a reputable dealer. And then the last thing, like we said, watch out the, the rabbit hole. Uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, with Elton Brown, the you guy who... listening to other podcasts? The guy who owns uh, <laughs> the Food Network. Elton Brown is a big uh, yeah, watch guy. Yeah. And he, he says something, he goes, oh yeah, the older, the better. And he just has all these old vintage yeah, true, watches. And once you get into it, man. Like if you find like a, like a hundred year, imagine you find a hundred year old Ugh. watch that's in good condition. I mean, oh you won't be able to afford They're it. Like pocket, well, exactly. But uh, it's, yeah. I, I, I you get some statement. like 60s, beautiful tropical dial Omega Speedmaster. Oof. So guys, let's, Oof. Um, let's uh, shift from uh, you know, discussing our recent purchases to Guilty the main pleasures. topic of this uh, episode pleasures. which is guilty pleasure yeah. so so quick note here um, oh yeah please it, yeah. it was a really easy easy writing for kevin not not so much for dima and me so yeah yeah i um uh, <laughs> dima doesn't feel pleasure and i, I have don't have any guilt <laughs> <laughs> what is that word you said Ple- pleasure is it french <laughs> pleasure <laughs> it's like when you get white rice at night it's like a treat my, so, fav- my favorite uh, uh, flavoring is uh, uh, salt. Plain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look oh, at you. Fancy, oh, fancy. Special. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, when I, while I was doing the research for this episode, I was trying to find the watch that's, you know, a guilty pleasure watch, right? And I was trying to find a few for this to, 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 to cover. But you told us. And I've sh- realized that... <laughs> I don't really like guilty pleasures. <laughs> During the chat, he's like, I'm having trouble. We're like, of course you are. <laughs> We're like, of course you, you don't like anything that's not what like is, logical. What is this pleasure you're talking about? What, what it was is the logical at all. I had, I had a hard time finding <laughs> watches that, I w- that are guilty pleasures that I actually like. So a little preview. How much is your most expensive guilty pleasure? <laughs> a million dollars. <laughs> do, you, do you want to know mine, the most expensive one? How much? 700K. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my most expensive but I, guilty I had pleasure. to stretch it a little bit uh, to actually yeah. find the ones right so just like I, I think Bear most people us. would disagree and not even consider my picks to be guilty so, pleasures so okay let, I, I, I actually have to say I did get a sneak peek at yours and for uh, disclaimer purposes I don't agree I think his watches are actually very good and I think they're actually liked by most people so okay so um, mine people will go Kev come on <laughs> So it's guilty Which pleasure. It's guilty pleasure, but like on quote uh, for B and Dima, it's acquired test taste, and uh, for Kevin, it's uh, Kev. Pleasure. Come on. So, Kevin, Kevin. so let's start, and uh, Carl, go first. So my first, uh, well, guilty pleasure. Um, I don't know if it's guilty. At least oh, it's pleasure. pleasure. It's pleasurable. Uh, it's a Richard Mille. <laughs> so when you don't have any money, an affordable alternative, right? Yes. So when you don't have any money, you, <laughs> to you what? <laughs> to a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> you either have a yacht or a Richard uh, Mille. You if, either, you're, if you're Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> you, either, you either get a ticket to Mars or, or you a get a Richard Mille. Mille. <laughs> Richard Mille. Um, it's really, really affordable in some sense. I only well, wait, 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 wait. What sense? I don't know. When yeah, what is that sense that makes it affordable? I don't know. When you're a billionaire, I'm guessing Richard made his pocket change. See, I think uh, if you can get him, I don't think so, man. 
If you can get it, I mean, you're talking about hundreds of the grand, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, the one I'm going to talk about is only 700k uh, euros. So before you get into <laughs> oh, that, I think, I think it's like a depreneur. Yeah, so much. just my take on Richard Mid real quick is it's he totally is the anti-conventional way to go. Yep. So he'll take a design language and he says, oh, well, here you're supposed to put curved uh, uh, say lines I'm going to make it round and here I'm supposed to go round I'm going to make it curved uh, yeah. uh, or straight and then like he, he, I, he does everything as the op- opposite I, and it, they're fuck you watches I feel like <laughs> they also goes, goes like hey what is the most toughest material yeah. to use for a watch put yeah. it uh, this one okay uh, let's make watches with this one so only. who's that chef that's very famous from Montreal that uh, he was like an Anthony Bourdain show uh, there's a the few guys the Joe he B just, guys he just, and, uh, he just puts foie gras and everything oh that's uh, Martin Picard <laughs> there you go Martin Picard so, from uh, 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 that's Richard Mille. Oh, titanium, do it. Platinum, do it. Uh, let's. Uh, you want to put a tourbillon? Do it. Double tourbillon? Why not? <laughs> yeah. So more, <laughs> more fat, more, more foie gras. More, so more. <laughs> so my reasoning for saying that's a guilty pleasure watch is I just I was thinking about it. I was like Richard Mille probably have the biggest customer base of like rich douchebag. <laughs> I actually disagree. Uh, no, no name calling. My brand will be the the ultimate one. Yeah, but no, I no, no. The douche. Not your time. Now, shut up. It, it's me time. It's Richard Mille's time. Okay. Uh, so, I, I, some people might know I, I do enjoy um, a, a good uh, fuck Ca- you time piece. You like cars also, right? Yeah, I'm not going to even talk about cars on this thing, but it's. Well, okay. you just said cars, so. No. Anyway, let, let him try this watch. As I was saying, as some people might know, uh, I do enjoy a good uh, fuck you time piece. Uh, I'm a big fan of the big pilot just because when you have one, is it because it's fit well, just because you can say fuck I you. I love the big pilot. I don't think it's a guilty pleasure watch. It's no, a f- it's a, but it's a I'm not saying you're guilty. It is it's a, a fuck, fuck you watch. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You get it because you like that watch. It's not because of the statement it makes. <laughs> yeah. The only reason... People know it. Yeah. So the... Uh, know it. For, for, for fuck you time piece, the only reason that you can say that it's you have it because you can, because it fits or anything else. Um... Or even Richard Mille, sometimes they don't fit. They don't look beautiful on some people because they're huge, they're colorful. They because have some people are just ugly. That's you. So he actually has a watch. It has a water purification tablet built within it. Yeah, so, the adventure one. So it's just like, okay, why? Because. So if I could, not that I can get a uh, uh, Richard Mille, uh, <laughs> um, I would go with um, their uh, RM69. Become a, an F1 driver and then you get it for free. Oh my yeah. God, the RM69. Is there a reason why it's 69? Yeah, because it's a meme. It's uh, it's RM69 because it's the Richard Mille erotique. <laughs> so it's erotica. Oh my God. Watch. Uh, so just to give you a quick um, overview, Richard Mille, every time they do a watch, it's in the extremes. That's literally their branding. They do extreme things. Uh, they sponsor extreme uh, cars, uh, athletes, and stuff like that, right? And they, they, they do extreme technology, right? Yeah, um, they they have like crazy manual tourbillon. They have split-second chronograph based on McLaren cars. Uh, they even, like they have tourbillon with integrated G-forces sensor inside of the watch that's good to all the way to 6G. God damn. That's, ra- that's so many Gs. That, that's, that's insane, right? Is it? I have no idea. And that's for a rally car driver that's based on... Like, um, how many they, Gs are there when you go to space? I don't know, but in an F1 car, when you go to five, you're almost at the maximum the car can take. You pass out at, uh, at some point, well, right? Almost, almost. Um, like, other things that they have, um, they have a manual uh, tourbillon adventure watch, like Kevin was talking about with the uh, water purification tablet. Does even have, a, like, a level sensor integrated to the watch. Yeah. I uh, quickly Googled, um, when astronauts get launched to space, they usually experience about a 3G 3G? Yeah. So, so a space shuttle is 3G and that Richard Mille is good for six. 
Why? Cool. Because he can. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he makes those watches. Because he can. So That's uh, crazy. <laughs> so the manual, uh, the adventure watch like uh, Kevin was talking about earlier, beside the water purification tablet, there's of even, course. There's even a, a level in it. But the same type of level that you can find something that you, when you put yourself straight. What is the purpose for the water purification tablet? If you're, to purify water. Sorry, you don't have that in space because you're a speedmaster. So we'll explain is that water is something you find all over Earth. It's like 70% of all of Earth is water, just so you know. So what? that what happens is if you have this watch and you find yourself needing to purify water to drink because we drink water. Where, where, where is the tablet? <laughs> it's on the fucking watch. Look it up. <laughs> so, so how do you... Uh, you, yeah. you yeah, he's just he's just in shock. He doesn't understand. And neither did I when I first... I was like, what? And then you look it up. It's this... Yeah. So after all those crazy watches, the other one that like stand out, at least for me, was... Um, they had like a, a erotic tourbillon that display uh, like semi-erotic messages. That's right. Guide, you, guidance. Yeah, yeah. I was looking I'm going to tell you later on what the messages let me, are. It let me kiss you tonight. Yeah, that's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so it's and you not, pay you pay half a million dollars. No, no, seven hundred k euros. Oh, okay. So a million Canadian, pretty yeah. much for that. Uh, for, for, and, those, yeah, for those stupid. beautiful awards. <laughs> yeah, and even do a mechanical pen. That's a hundred k. Hundred thousand dollar mechanical pen. Yeah. It's a it's a plume. So uh, I need to pen? arouse your lips. The, yeah, no, the, I have the list. I'll, I'll, I'll tell. Look the, at me. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll go over the sentences later on. Um, this is interesting. So <laughs> did you find the water purification tablet one? Uh, Look it up real quick. My, anyway. my attention span is quite short. Yeah. So as I you were saying, Carl, <laughs> can you go on, please? So what I would get that watch. It's what's the guilty pleasure about it? It's um, it's nonsense, right? right? Um, it doesn't make any sense in any way, and it's like guilty as still. I would wear it. Like if I have like a million dollars to burn on a watch and have the access to get a Richard Richard like that, Man. I would do it. Wearing it with pride? No. With guilt? Yes. A little bit pleasure? Probably. So yeah. there's like a there's like a storage container within the watch that contain that, that holds uh, three water purification tablets. Three, sorry, I thought it was one. Do, which could be used to, to clean the water, to make it drinkable, right? Yeah. And it takes about an hour. Yeah. Half, uh, half an hour. Half an hour. Uh, so this this one has like a glove compartment basically. Yeah. A, a watch <laughs> a watch with a trunk. Right. So talking Could about you how put, much do you have the price for that one? Could you put Advil in there instead? You know, for a case you know, when you when you wake up in the so morning and you have a headache from purchasing this by watch. By stranger. We get a lot of um you know, I know Richard Mill actually gets a lot of hate. A lot of people be like, What is this monstrosity? Why is it? I admire that he does what he wants yeah. to do. Because I can. Yeah. And you know, when you were saying it's like, it's no practical, it's nonsense. I call it, I, the term I use is museum piece. This watch is uh, 985,000 US dollars. Well, I'm not paying more than 900,000. I, so. I think it's mostly because of the water purification tablets. <laughs> quite expensive. <laughs> so, so 250,000 pop. Better not get food poisoning. Oh my God. The watch is a quartz watch. It's a tablet. So $250,000 a pop. Um, so just to talk a bit more about the watch now. Um, uh, from like um, at 12 there's like three um, rollers like a, a slot machine for in the casino right uh, there's there's two pushers on the watch uh, yeah. one is to move the ends out of the way so they move to uh, three and um, eight eight I think yeah. and the other one it's like um, you, you click it and all the rows is going to roll and give you a sentence and so it's like you're pulling the slot pretty much mm -hmm. so the first the top bar it's like I want to I need to I long to, I lust to, I'd love to, let me. The second row is explore, taste, kiss, arouse, devour, and caress. 
And the last... I like the Devaro one. And the last line is, you tonight, your lips, your body, your nipples, your c- your pussy. I'd like I was to, close. <laughs> I was very close. I'd like to devour your body. Sounds so, a little bit like so, serial killer. So, so, you know, if I had to pay like a million dollars for a watch that's supposed to arouse me, I hope it's fucking going to work like a blue I, pill. I don't think it's the watch that's supposed to arouse so you. So do you have any details? I'm just curious on one thing. So I'm going to get into some technical stuff here. When they click Uh-oh. the button, is it scrolling as a as a as a roll it's a jump it's a jump yeah and how does it turn is it turns is it in like a yeah as a roll literally yeah. like is it also random so it doesn't yes, turn as a normal so all three turn the at the same time dial. in the random yes interesting but the way it rolls it, it, it is like slot machines yeah, right? yeah so there's literally a roll there it doesn't roll as a as in terms of the zero to 60 type of orientation you're talking no. about an actual roll yeah yeah and uh <laughs> so the thing is for a million dollars i would expect that that like erotic watch work like a blue pill but like you could do like pay so, a million so dollars what are you referring uh, to Viagra Viagra, oh. Viagra. so don't you pay know, a million dollars you click a, on a button and you can have something that goes like I need to taste your body Ooh, you that's go, like Ooh, a, that's a million like, dollars spent that's a little murder already yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> a little you, ambiguous <laughs> so last thing um, a, a little bit uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> Last thing too, uh, they only Patrick do thir- Bateman, yeah. they only do thirty pieces for that uh, watch, and uh, Drake has one. Drake, Drake, he's a uh, tr- Transylvanian, straight from, straight from Canada, yeah. Transylvanian yeah. vampire. Drake. Um, <laughs> if if you if you look at Richard Mill, they only give you the spec for the movement. They don't give you any spec for the watch itself. So I'm I'm guessing it's a situation of if you need to ask, you won't buy it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's like a, a, like a Montreux Allison uh, situation. Can you give us some uh, spec in the movement, real quick. Yeah. So it's a movement unique for that watch did that call the movement the rm69 nice yeah. uh the movement is 32 by 30 uh the thickness of the movement is 10 millimeters cash it's a pretty big movement it's uh yes it's a big it's watch a ten- it's a tonneau case yeah um, what do you share to me and uh it's uh 50 meters water resistance because it's going to go to space or experience some okay nobody wetness, goes to space or, not officially <laughs> 41 joule and uh, 21... Uh, 41 joules, yeah, okay. Uh, 3 hertz or 21,000 um, uh, VPH. Okay, Beautiful. so it's a little It's bit. a tourbillon and it's manual too, so yeah. no automatic on that. It's a tourbillon art deck, Damn. art piece from And what is Richard the case Mille. material? Titanium. Everything's titanium on that watch. Everything. There, you so don't, it weighs nothing. Yeah. Is it a water resistance? Bands, 50 meters. Oh, that's pathetic. It's, it's, good pathetic. For, it's good for one squirt. Okay. Depends from who. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> goddamn. So uh, okay. that was my first guilty pleasure watch because so, uh, it's, it's, it's semi-erotic it's and nonsense. So I apologize to everyone listening. Yeah, You're sorry. never going to be able to buy that watch. We'll, we'll cut everything out, and yeah. uh, we obviously could not pay attention. We, we don't agree with. Next Carl up, are we going with you, Stalingrad? Or is sure, my, mine is going to be a lot shorter because obviously, as I realized, I don't actually have any freaking <laughs> pleasure. guilty pleasures or, or pleasures in general. Strawberry yogurt. Whoa! Oh my god, too, too much. <laughs> What is this talking about yogurt? Um, the the first watch in my pick is uh, a Casio. Um, it's it's like an old Casio that's I think built f- based on the F ninety one. I believe like one of the classic like the the, the very base cheap models. This is the a vintage looking gold model with a bracelet. I don't think the bracelet is actually metal. I'm not sure. Maybe it is, but I'm not sure. I think it's steel. Yeah. Is it? Is yeah, it steel? It's steel. So it's, it's yellow. It's made to look gold. Uh, it's Casio A168WG-9VT gold. Um, the specs say that it is water resistant, which is pretty good. Uh, it's good enough for me. 
it's a, it has a gold resin case. Yeah. So I, I, it doesn't say the bracelet. This digital display. It's a standard Casio with a like a chronograph, right? It's a, it's a very basic design. I think it's about sixty bucks Canadian. So, comrade, do you own this watch? Not yet. I thought you did. I own the one with, with the um, black. I want the one with the same similar case. Yeah. But not a go- bracelet. What is it? I think it's a it's like a rubber black uh, strap. That's okay. I get it. That's yeah, the one I, know I have. One. Yeah, okay. That, that one is a twenty bucks. This one okay. is sixty bucks. I think I'm gonna buy that because I really like that. <laughs> guilty pleasure. It is a, but it is a guilty pleasure. It, it, it's you deserve like, it, Dimitri. It is such a ridiculous watch, and that's the one that I could find that um, that I think that I maybe shouldn't like, but I kind of do. So people, I'm sorry out there, you're all gonna disagree. Be like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> a lot yeah. of people like it. It's great. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a Casio. It's awesome yeah fantastic brand one of the best brands ever fun so great yeah so yeah kevin um, mine was a lot faster than you richard meal <laughs> so i'm gonna jump into <laughs> Not a little backstory in the f- i'm going to actually materials. tailor off to yours you say oh douchebags or, f- or football. rich douchebags <laughs> <laughs> so no i'm going into something that's a little bit um douchier i don't know i think it's oh, one it's natural one, for you the, the douchiest de- definitely more accessible very natural for you i always have liked this I, brand i always say um i like their old ceo jean-claude bivet i'm going with hublot Oh. So, <laughs> Hublot is, if you follow on Instagram, guys, Bro Dinky or Ho Dinky Dinky, or I don't know which one of these other all ones. All those is, meme pages. All those meme pages. Hublot is often the... Uh, it's, the it's quite hated. It's the victim of, laughing stock. of the laughing there's a, stock, right? There's a, there's a new uh, YouTuber that I like quite a bit. And he just hates on Nico. On Nico, event. he just started from uh, Pride and Pinion, I think, and he just changed his name. He is hilarious. Yeah. Shout out to him. He's uh, amazing. A great uh, YouTuber. Uh, and he hates uh, Hublot with a passion. Everyone it, hates Hublot. It's just because all they do, it's like a, it's like an expensive fashion brand. All so, they do is release a bunch of uh, uh, limited editions. So nothing wait, else. Wait, wait a minute. So I'm, I'm going to make a case for that. Yes, make a so, case. So they're founded by Carlo Croco and uh, Jean-Claude Bivet, who, guys, is a st- superstar in watch. Uh, you know, this guy. A stallion. Man. This guy went against the flow. He 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 really uh, revolutionized a lot. And I'm wondering where Hublot is going to go once after he stepped down. But he created the Hublot Big Bang, which is, I think, uh, one of their... Uh, to him, it was his masterpiece. And if you asked him, uh, he used to run Blancpain and Patek Philippe at one point, And they said, if you had to be buried with one watch, what would it be? He said, my Hublot Big Bang. It was his... But uh, he made a custom watch for himself. It's not the yeah. one... That's not a production version. No, well, he has a bunch. That's the thing with Hublot. So... The, the, they don't make production versions. The intent, they do have production versions. And I do like some of them. So Hublot came out like in the 80s and they said, we're going to make uh, very high luxury pieces with rubber uh, watch straps. And Carl will actually he'll always say, I, I, I really like um, rubber uh, straps on my uh, watches. You do love rubbers. I do. Uh, safety and straps. And then, oh, so we're talking about straps? So, <laughs> on the so watches. In, in, in 2003, you know, Bivet left. He was the CEO at Omega. And he left and he, and he went into Blue. And uh, he wanted to bring back uh, a, a certain collection uh, in, in that brand. Uh, he took Croco's vision and uh, the Hublot Big Bang. And that's how he said it. We're going to change the way things go. A lot of steel, ceramic, rubber, carbon fiber. They, 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 they really push the materials there. They create a different type of style that, that you would see. A Hublot means porthole, right? A Hublot in French is a, is a porthole like in a ship. So you see, it's a ship in a window. So you see, they really mimic that. And a lot of people say, oh, you're trying to, you're trying to steal Eau de Marpiguet, Royal Oak with those steel screws. But they're like, no, we're, we're, we're trying to create something 
a little bit different. So um, the LVMH group purchased the brand in 2008. Uh, the Big Bang was released in 2005, and it was genius. You're looking at a, at a, at a big, bold watch. They come out with a lot of limited editions. They have carbon fiber that's woven. They have gold. They have tourbillons. They have a lot of uh, technique in how they build their watches. So is it more or less limited edition than the Speedmaster? More. A lot more. Oh, I think, I think they mostly shit. make limited editions. I but don't that's the same thing with Speedmaster. They, they mostly have, make limited edition. They make a <laughs> lot of limited editions, but they have watches that have tourbillon. They get into crazy techniques and The thing is, is that remember that when Jean-Claude Bivet took over Hublot, he was also the CEO for Zenith. And if you look at the Zenith Defy right now, if you look up the Zenith yeah. Defy uh, skeleton, even, the, sorry, not the skeleton, but if you look at the Zenith Defy, you can see the skeleton type. It looks a lot like a Hublot. If you look up uh, the Tag Heuer, the tourbillon and whatnot, it also yeah. looks like a Hublot. It's all Jean-Claude Bivet's yeah. design where it's all very technique avant-garde. It's all very, we're going to take a lot of crazy materials and we're going to make crazy watches out of it. Um, so I have to it, say it, that... It, it, I, I, I was going to say similarly to, let's say, Gerald Genta, right? You, 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 yeah. almost, you almost see his signature in every watch he makes. It's always yeah. the same design cue that's right and Jean-Claude Bivet really went into that design and uh, I have to give him a lot of credit he was bold <laughs> really bold Hublot is very bold it's not Literally. for everyone hated by a lot of people um, and what I think a lot of people say well it's always a limited edition I think that the people who buy this like the athletes the partnership that they had with the Dallas Cowboys the partnership that they had with the World Cup as the official timekeepers these people uh, the, the brand came out and said look we're going to make a certain number of watches And then these athletes buy them and they want the limited edition because they don't want to share it with everyone else. They and also make editions specifically for those athletes, that's right? That's it. It's and bragging right at that point. And to me, I have to give them credit for that. And uh, a lot of people don't like Hublots. They come out with some crazy colors. I like them. I think that they push the envelope with the materials that they make. Uh, it's not for everyone, but it's my guilty pleasure. I like Hublot. And you'll see it in my next brands when I show you and you guys are going to look at it. You're going to be like, oh, I can see what you like, you blue. <laughs> so uh, back to me, right? Back yes. to you, my friend. So My acquaintance. For me, following uh, Richard Mill, you know, you need to overcompensate. So I went with the Casio. Because <laughs> you, you, you just blew, you blew all of your budget on the, the Richard Mill. So yeah. now you kind of have to go with the Casio. So uh, went from a million to 150 bucks. <laughs> Sounds about... Um, I love Casios. I love G-Shocks. They're always Casio nice. is probably my second most favorite brand. It's, it's after it's, Seiko. It's nonsense um, not to buy one. If you look at, at, at watches, it's going to give you everything, right? Um, so people don't know too. I also really do love music. So sometimes there's people who do. Uh, Those are very generic things. Sound guy. I'm surprised we didn't. F I'm surprised. You know, we we're doing the micro brand episode. I brought up a, a one for you to look at. Did you look up Jimmy Collins? No. Okay. But I, I you know, I'm interested and I want you to bring the next podcast. Listen to the, the interview I sent you of Jimmy Collins because he's a sound engineer that came out with watches that are all inspired through sound. You'll need to resend me that. that like, at some point, I'm, just come, I'm, I'm blocking you. I just don't listen to whatever yeah. you're saying. There's a filter, pretty powerful filter. Yeah. Okay, go. So, love music. I like gorillas. I appreciate Casio. Damon Alburn, eh? The name of the, the, the singer? Yes, it's the guy from... Uh, from Blur? Yeah, yeah, yes. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, uh, I know, I know. So, um, the only thing I don't love is uh, bad product placement. 
uh, to sell anything. It could be a movie, an album, um, another car, whatever else. So Casio and um, Gorillaz they came out in uh, 2018 with a new G-Shock that uh, it's pretty much for Gorillaz and it's for their new album at that time that was Now Now, the name of the album. I love the watch. I love the color scheme. That's why the first thing I look into it, but... As in, is it based on the classic uh, 5600, right? Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just yeah. a color scheme that's yeah. different. Yeah. It's um, kind of matte pink, matte blue. Uh, it's beautiful color scheme. I love it. There's a Gorilla's logo in the, um, um, yeah. at 12 on the um, screen, if you want. That's subtle enough that you, if you don't like Gorilla's, you don't really know it's yeah. there and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, the inside of the bands are pink and blue as well the color scheme is pretty nice and 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 the pink is not too in your face it's a very subtle yeah, pink, yeah, right? yeah it's no. a very nice so that's the first thing the right but if if you look at like um cars because i always talk about cars oh yeah for uh, sure it was yeah. like a bad branding was you forgot to mention it this episode yes cars. the uh call of duty branded jeep wrangler at some point so you could go buy a jeep that was branded for call of duty that was kind of cheesy and ch- shit right right it's a little cheesy uh so <laughs> First thing, when I saw the pictures of the Casio, I was like, I'm going to buy it. And then I saw a video and someone press on the backlight button. And when you press on the backlight button, there's the name of the album coming up. Oh, interesting. Now? Yeah, it's Now Now, the name of the album of Gorillaz. Now Now, eh? Now Now. It's very was creative. It, wasn't Now a CD that like compiled all the best music? <laughs> For Uh-oh. a year, like it was like a compilation album. I don't know. Don't look at me. Literally, much, much I don't have music. If you write now fifteen CD, you'll see that was like uh, from the nineties. But okay, yeah, from the so, gorillas. Oh yeah, I, it's I, called I, the I, now now, and it came out in twenty eighteen. So I was like, oh, what the fuck? What what, what is this product placement that I don't want to? I like the color scheme, but after that, I look into it, and the color scheme is from the album. So I was like, oh. this was just basically like a marketing thing, right? Exactly, it's yeah. a marketing scheme. So I was like, okay. I hate product placement. I love Gorillaz. I like Casio. I kind of like the colors. Yeah, they're nice. So Very Adidas from the 80s or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't see this as a guilty pleasure. I think it's a very nice watch. Very mainstream. The, the guilty pleasure out of it is um, I don't want to promote fucking uh, product placement. I don't okay. want the name oh, of the your, album that's to your pop guilty, out. That's your guilty. Right, right. But, I go but like, you still kind of like it. Yeah, I kind of yeah, like it. Yeah. I like the colors. It's nice. Like, I, I like it as well. It's very cool. It's, it's sold out and now it's like five times the so, pricing. But uh, Speaking of custom G-Shocks, what do you think about the John Mayer uh, G-Shock? Just overall. <laughs> I was very disappointed when it came out. That was <laughs> no, my first reaction was disappointment. <laughs> uh, and why? The, I was expecting more, maybe. Yeah, I was about to say, Kevin was so hyped when they announced that. It was like, the the alarm is going to be a sound from John Mayer. Your body's a wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it went like, the car is going to be crazy. He's a big watch dude and everything. And like, and the watch like, came out. Wow. And went, because, and, and but I, I guess they don't have a lot of room for customization, right? When they design their watches. Because he only oh, had... Oh, wait till I show you the G-Shock that I have on my list. That's okay. that's insane. But Because he only changed the colors. But you know, you're, you're the one thing he did right... Uh, and I give him credit for that, is that it's supposed to mimic an 80s keyboard. Yep. With that matte gray with the yellow buttons. Yeah, but when I told you that, you went, ugh. <laughs> I, well, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with it, and it was still almost 200 bucks, and I was yeah. like, come on. Okay. So, um, um, yeah, Casio, weird color product placement. So my, my second watch, um, you guys are going to laugh because it's probably not going to be, uh, it's not going to sound like a, like a guilty pleasure to you either. Or pleasure um, at all. Or, or guilty, or sound. Um, I picked the uh, the Langenzone. So you, you know it's not a guilty pleasure immediately, right? Just because of that brand name. It's the, the Datagraph Perpetual Tourbillon. 
And the reason why I say it's, it's a guilty pleasure is because it's a salmon, salmon dial. <laughs> But that's really what it is, and I honestly, I just couldn't find anything else that like that I like that that's even remotely like, ostentatious, ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's white gold with the the with pink gold dial, right? I, I'll be honest, I would love to own this watch. I, it's two hundred eighty thousand five thousand euros. Um, I would definitely wear it. Uh, it's Who hard the to fuck call it. Would it? It's, it's hard to call it a guilty pleasure because it's a datograph. It's one of the most beautiful watches ever. Watches ever. Um, Okay, so and it's also a tourbillon. <laughs> Cancelled. Kevin. <laughs> it has. <laughs> and listen to this. Listen to this. Uh, uh, just the number of complications it has. It's a, it has a, a big date. And the, like, if you know what I mean, Langenzona has a thing for displaying the date in a very, very big window. Uh, big date. The Germans do, yeah. Day. As well. Leap year. Month. Perpetual calendar. Flyback chronograph. Um, hours, minutes, small seconds. Day, night, indication, as well as a moon phase uh, complication. And a tourbillon. Jesus Christ. That's, uh, that's, that's like otorology right there. It is, uh, it is a, to be honest, it's not a guilty pleasure. It's a fantastic watch. I would love to have it. Okay, so. Yes, please, next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is, and everyone's going to go, ugh, Kev. So, there's a brand. There was someone who worked at Audemars Piquet. He was the chief artistic officer at AP for about 10, 12 years, something. And then he left. He ended up starting his own brand called Gorilla Watches. So if you ever look up Gorilla Watches, they're based on specific automobiles. Um, they are really well... The Camry. They're really well specced from the case composition. The movement's a little bit less desirable. But the uh, the case itself, you're looking at a ceram a sapphire crystal. You're looking at a ceramic uh, bezel that's a screw case on top of the actual case. You're looking at anodized aluminum in it as well, and the case itself is forged carbon fiber. Uh, but it is definitely not for everyone. They actually have three groups how, of how it. Do they you have forge a, carbon fiber. They have a, a four. They have um, three groups. They have the uh, drift, which I think is a wandering hours. They have the fastback GT collection, which is their uh, a high end um, Miota, which is with a, like a heartbeat movement. And then they have the regular fastback collection. So they start at like nine hundred bucks. The Fastback GT goes up to like 1,400, 1,400 US. And then their Wandering Hours, which is their cheapest, the cheapest Wandering Hours you can find in the, um, on the market for about like uh, 3,000 bucks in their Outlaw Drift and their Drift Elise. And why so, would you call them uh, a guilty pleasure? Well, because if you look at them, they're Ugh. really ostentatious. Intense. The yeah. colors pop. They are really, you have to really love them. But they have a, a certain uh, affiliation, so like they're like in their in their um, fastback GT collection, which is like fourteen hundred bucks. There's a Bandit, so if you look at that one, that's based on the Pontiac uh, uh, Firebird that was uh, Burt Reynolds in in Smokey and the Bandit. Okay, they have the uh, they have a limited edition that was there based on the Le Mans. Um, uh, the orange and the blue, the, the golf the, livery, the, the the golf livery. Yes, every car that they have is every sorry, every watch they have is based on a specific car. So the acid green in their regular fastback collection. That's look in- up their acid green. That's based on the Porsche. Uh, the uh, no, that's the Drift Elise. Look up their acid green. So that's based on a specific Porsche that they used to make that uh, is often made in acid green. You could change the strap to it, but it, it actually has an inspiration based on specific cars. Um, 
and that watch is something that I find from a constructive perspective, forget the movement, is a lot of bang for your buck, but you really have to like it because the colors are really not uh, inoffensive. They're, They're out there. <laughs> in your fucking face. The Drift Mirage is based on the Le Mans. So you're looking at, but like I said, ceramic uh, contouring on top of the sapphire crystal, anodized aluminum carbon fiber case. Oh, the phone is ringing. And so the Gorilla Watch is quite ostentatious, like I said, the carbon fiber case. Um, you get a lot for it. Um, and you know what? It's not for everybody, really not for everyone. But when you hear about this guy's um, story, Octavio Garcia, who was at AP, uh, he left. He goes, I want to do something that's a little bit different. And um, the, the parts he uses are crazy. To have a ceramic, um, um, how can I say? It's like a ceramic bezel, but it's not a bezel. It's like a ceramic piece where the sapphire crystal is, anodized aluminum, the carbon fiber case. It's it's a lot of watch from a, a design perspective. It's right up in your face. And uh, if you want to jump out and uh, wear something that no one else has, that's the watch for you. And I have to say they're guilty pleasure because... Um, yeah, they're out there. It's, um, they're definitely out there. It's um, Not everyone's, not everyone's going to like that. And by saying that, I mean no one. But <laughs> um, <laughs> a little subtle. There. But they make uh, the... the um, the most affordable wandering hands hours with like D-Wiss that the Yeah, the out there. Outlaw Drift is okay. Yeah. The Drift Elise, that's uh, British Racing Green and uh, Lot Lotus Yellow, so it's really horrendous. You oh, have to know what it God. is though. I love cars. I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, do you? <laughs> well, that's something you just learned about, yeah? <laughs> so anyway, Gorilla was my second brand there. It's kind of cool. just a guilty pleasure. It makes me think of like a fancy G-Shock. You have to really... But the... Parts composition are crazy. Yeah. The, the build. It's, it's nice. So anyway, the guy from AP left there. And uh, yep, that's uh, my second guilty pleasure. What about you, Carlito? Carlito. So uh, I went to Japan now. Oh, really? You're, you're a world traveler, you are. Oh, yeah. Always. Everywhere. Um, always, on, always in the air. <laughs> so Seiko 5, the Street Fighter Limited Edition Series. Uh, we already talked about that. Kevin why, talked Why about did we talk about it? Because, because you, it in the terrible. episode of What the Fuck They Were Thinking... <laughs> Uh, no, it wasn't what they were thinking, was it? Yeah, what the hell, think no, so. Yeah, no. what the hell were they thinking? No, it was no, it was the award show of the worst watch of the year. No, ah. sorry, sorry, I have mentioned that when I was uh, uh, when I was ranting about how Seiko should uh, explore more of their vintage <laughs> lines and not make the Street Fighter Which SKXs. Was the award show. Yeah, the award show. So, yeah. <laughs> talking about, I was like, <laughs> all those things, the, the Blanca. Yeah, no, the oh Blanca is kind of harsh. Um, Quick, quick background. Street Fighter. Uh, it's like they retired the SKX line to make those watches. Not those ones, just the Seiko 5. The Seiko 5, yeah. <laughs> just, so angry. really angry right now. I'm always angry. <laughs> Street Fighter uh, created a new genre, uh, genre in video games in, uh, when it launched in 1987. Uh, today, fighting games represented... Were you born at that time? Nope. I was born in 93. God damn. <laughs> Today, fighting games represent a huge chunk can, of. Can the, you vote uh, yet? Yes, huge chunk of the competitive gaming world. Uh, in fact, uh, it launched what we know as eSport today. Um, so I can understand why a Japanese company like Seiko would launch a product line to introduce a younger generation to mechanical watches. <laughs> the um, so you feel like you were introduced to the mechanical watches? No, not because of that. Anyway, um, the Street Fighter watches uh, were on a previous podcast, but like we said a bit earlier, uh, Kevin didn't really know why those things existed. He was really angry about it. He was uh, kind of spinning everywhere and screaming. I, I couldn't connect to them. 
They're just too loud. They're just too insane to me. And I guess they're trying to compete with G-Shocks. They, they're trying to capture a gamer's market, right? They're trying to capture people who are playing. Do a lot you of think this line will exist for a long time or will be retired soon? It's retired soon. All, all those watches are By limited to a thousand pieces. So I'll agree with you guys. Um, those colors are kind of stabbing our vision when you look at them, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like knives in your eyes. It's not really uh, pleasant, but there's some of them that better than others. I like the Ryu one and the Guile one. So Which the ones white, are those? Uh, the colors? white and the army one. Ryu and Guile. Okay. They're okay. a bit less... Uh, more subtle. So you basically subtle, are going intrusive. for the... <laughs> so you choose the Street Fighter collection, but you try to pick the ones that are the, the least, the they're, most they're, subtle. They're still aggressive in colors. Like the, right. the army one is out a there. A lot. Right? <laughs> this is actually the first watch in this podcast that I don't like at all. Cool. And I, I think this is just <laughs> and, and they don't an like abomination. You, and they don't like <laughs> you as well. <laughs> um, so... All the lineup offers the same stuff, the same base stuff as um, right. the Seiko 5s, right? right. Um, it, but Seiko 5 by itself is a pretty good watch. It is. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, so the big thing with that um, series is they offer a lot for the gamers market. Um, on the uh, case back, all those watches, uh, they have the uh, like common combos for the special of that character in the game. Oh, my God. Engraved oh. in the glass. Right? Can we just switch to the next? <laughs> so you, so you're playing the game. You have to take the watch off. To look no, at the back. it's a, it's an Easter egg. It's an int, right? I know, uh, I know. It's either they have like at nine o'clock they have a logo that's represent the character. It's super gimmicky. Six, it's super gimmicky. Or some of them, it's on the band inside of the band. There's some information about that character into the game too, right? It's they're really tailoring that to the gamers who love Street Fighters. Can I ask you a question? Is there a market? Are there gamers yeah. that actually are watch enthusiasts? I guess Seiko did a business case and they got a, that line out. So. You think? <laughs> or it was very easy and cheap to produce. Like, yeah, but, just why not? I wanted to ask, like, what what's the link between Street Fighter and Seiko? Is did you find Japan? That out? Just Japan? Japan. Oh, is it really That's all it is. That's all. Yeah, okay, I was just wondering. Is it Japan? Uh, is is Street Fighter like uh, Konami, the, the the Japanese video game maker? Is Nintendo, it? Capcom. Nin okay, there's no connection, right, between no. those brands at all. Japan, Japan, okay. Japan is okay. the only connection. Maybe uh, maybe it's very popular for the domestic market in there, right? Yeah, for sure. Games over but, there, yeah. But like Street Fighter is the biggest game in the esport world. It's like F1 for the fighting games. Okay. Really? Really? It is? I thought yeah. it was like, okay. I, 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 I thought it was more, more like Quick question. More how much esport do you watch, guys? <laughs> What's esport? Exactly. <laughs> I would say little too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, that's no, more of my, my people. My I have, generation. No, I've never. I don't gamers. think I've. Uh, well, esport is like uh, what? Racing? No, electronic sports. It's dude. a competitive it's like, view it's game. Like oh, Twitch. I definitely. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> exactly. Our our time was I, really. I've, our time was really uh, old. Yeah, it was poker. Yeah. When we were younger, it was like, or in our like yes. university, poker was the yes. thing. It was on TV, on sports. Yeah, yeah. So that was the time yeah. I knew poker, poker players by name. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I became e online gamer. So right? it's video, competitive okay. video gaming. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah, I never uh, got it. No, so there's multiple categories, that. right? There's racing, like simulators. And people have careers out of that. Yeah, a million of dollars. God damn. <laughs> like, if, like the champion team for uh, Counter-Strike, the team, five people, made $25 million last year. Just um, playing video games. <laughs> so Jesus. overall... You know what? Loving Street Fighters, loving video games, I could get behind one of those watch. It's fun service. So I understand why they exist. That's a Seiko. Uh, and I know people like uh, Victor, one of my friends who loved Street Fighter. When they came out, he was, wow, I'd need one of those. 
Really? Yeah. I need to talk to Victor. <laughs> but, but I just want to get. I want to understand. I really just want to understand. I want to be like. But he really what? likes, from what I understand, he really likes like all kinds of different dish shocks, right? So all different it, colors. It's a little about the streetwear. Okay. Uh, first thing first, and you, you just said it right. Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, so he likes probably he likes the colors and uh, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I can see that. So that yeah, guilty pleasure. You know what? Having like spare money that I don't have right now because I've purchased a vintage one. Can I ask you a question? Though? Let's be honest. Would you would you ever buy that? Having spare money, like I have all my yeah. watches and oh, just want yeah, to yeah, burn yeah, some yeah, money. Yeah. Would you yes. ever buy that? Of all the guilty, yeah, really, I don't think you would. I well, I would like to get the Richard Mill, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see you ever buy that one. With what spare money, the Richard Mill? That's when you win a couple of millions and get poor. It's a spare change and spend all of it. On, so on guilty wash. pleasure, you know what? Okay, I, I could, I could the Rio buy and the Gaio. The Ryu, yeah. Okay, I, Ryu. I could, sorry, I could get it. I would just change the white bands for something else. <laughs> just replace the bezel on the dial, and immediately. <laughs> so it doesn't look like a street fighter. <laughs> so. Gu- guilty pleasure. That was the worst watch of last year for Kevin. Just modded immediately. Uh, Make it look like SKX009. And who's next, Mr. Pomatov? Or should it be me because I'm more? No, like no, I'll do it. Okay. I'll do, I have, all, I have uh, three more. but Okay, good. So <laughs> they're quick because they're not really guilty pleasures. And I'm done. Uh, and you're done. <laughs> That's it? They have two? Oh. And I'm done. So uh, I'm I think this one actually, you might actually agree with me that this probably is, is the only one that I have that's a real guilty pleasure. And I, was, I mentioned this watch before, and I was looking at it uh, recently. It's the, uh, the the Chinese brand that's sold on AliExpress. It's called Kadesen. And they, they make uh, their own... They, they just make copies of watches. Right? They don't actually have original designs. Yeah. But they make copies of very famous watches. And this one is um, like a blatant copy of uh, a they Rolex Daychest. Yeah. Right? And they have different colors. And uh, the, 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 the one specifically that I'm looking at is the, the blue dial one with the metal bracelet and the fluted bezel. Right, but it's a hundred dollar watch <laughs> with a, a sapphire crystal, and you know, like the 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 three one six steel, and the, it's a thirty eight millimeter diameter, so it's it's a bit larger than the classic Digest, but it's a it's still a very wearable watch. It's a little bit thick because that's what happens when you get a cheap watch, right? The the mechanism is always a little How thicker. Thick is it? Twelve. That's not that thick. But but it's it's quite a bit for a dress watch. Dress watch should be under ten. That's what I usually think of. It's wearable though. It is extremely wearable, yeah. and it's a gorgeous watch because I think it has like a Seiko or a Miyota automatic movement, and it's also decorated because it's an open case back. You get a lot, like, uh, and it has a Cyclops with a date. You get a lot of watch for just a hundred US dollars. That's incredible. Look at, um, uh, I'm sending you the picture. Just look it up when you get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know that watch. I've seen it. It's uh, beautiful. It's incredible. It's a hundred dollar watch. You get like. It's a sapphire sandwich. You get sapphires on both sides. I don't even know how they make any money from this. And yeah, it, it is a Chinese brand. That's a copycat. That's a that's a Cadison, right? Uh, anyways, it's a. I probably shouldn't like this because I, like I mentioned before, I'm not a fan of homages or, or and this is like a Copiers, blatant copy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I just you you honestly you get so much uh, of a package for this price. It puts it, it into perspective. Ridiculous. You know, when you when you yeah. see expensive watches, you go, Jesus. Look at everything they can offer for that. And you, you look even that there's like that uh, brand that pretty much copies, not pretty much, blatantly copies Submariners. There's L'Oreal, right? Yeah. And that watch is like a hundred bucks and you're looking at, a, or even less, but it's like less than a hundred Canadian and you're looking at Sapphire Crystal, like automatic movement. And who gives a shit if the movement breaks, you just buy another one. Like, it's and, ridiculous. And it comes with like a Jubilee uh, metal bracelet. It's gorgeous. Only a hundred bucks. Seriously, anybody who... 
wants to buy a cheap watch, go to AliExpress and find yourself a copy of a famous one. You get a, a, a lot of package for the price. God damn. Anyways. Now so I'm going to uh, jump into a... Joe Chorney, go for a... Very expensive difference. He went from a Caddis, and I'm going to talk about the Rolex Daytona Rainbow Everose, the 116-595 RBOWs. So the only reason I'm guessing is because you're a fangirl of um, John Mayer. No. Oh, yes. Don't so, say no. I know, I know you are. I'm a fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but, uh, so you kind of, you kind of, I kind of knew that you've picked that watch as your guilty pleasure. So I wanted to go for something else. But I, that's the, probably the only guilty pleasure that I actually enjoy. I like, I like the Rainbow Daytona. You know, and um, there's certain brands like Piaget, Cartier, even Rolex and stuff. When they get into like their expensive jewelry stuff. I can get behind it a little bit. I I I I like it. I can uh, I like the rose gold Cartiers. They're they're amazing. They do it very well as jewelry designers, you know. Um, but this Rolex Daytona is just ridiculous. It has a rainbow bezel, all made out of uh, different diamonds uh, that are customized. They're diamonds. They're what, rose, what's the price of this watch? Rose gold. I think if, this if you, watch. If you ask, you can't afford it. Yeah, I think the the. the <laughs> I think right now the original retail was about 90 grand US, but I think because of obviously the sellout and the demand, it's running for about 2012 or 213,000. What is it, 2012? 212 or 213,000 dollars. The retail price was about 97,000. So uh, you're looking at a, it's like, it's like a, look, guys, it's a Rolex Daytona, but really. Iced out. <laughs> iced out, you know? I was going to say bedazzled, right? But it's. <laughs> It really is is jet, so I don't even need to talk about the um, the movement. But I think they do it really well. The um, not only the bezel, but the lugs themselves are put in with some white diamonds. Uh, inside each indice is a different colored diamond that kind of follows the colors of that of the of the the uh, of the rainbow. And this is the the black dial, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm and looking uh, it up on Corona Twenty Four. It goes for sixty five. Thousand, yeah. It's okay. not too much because I'm guessing the jewels are not really like diamonds because it's very low. If it's all diamonds, right? No, they're 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 Is real they, diamonds. You really? Know? Yeah, they're baguette cut sapphires. It's only double the price from the original. Well, they're sapphires. They're the dial is set with baguette cut sapphires in a rainbow color scheme. So they're actually so, sapphires. So not diamonds. No, they're sapphires. No. I, I don't know. The diamonds are actually found on the lugs. So ah, if you see the okay, actual yes, lugs yes. themselves are actually diamonds. But and, the rest are and, and the crown guard as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, they're in high in demand uh, based on what people will pay for them. And <clears throat> yeah, John Mayer blew it out of the water, but it's it's really is a ostentatious, fun watch. And it's a fuck you watch in a lot it of ways, is. but I think it's jewelry. It's a peacocking watch. It's jewelry. So we're talking about Richard Mayer who's are... putting in crazy watches, your Langa that has horology. This is not horology. This is a Daytona. That's jazzed out. This that's is a jewelry piece, yep, right? Definitely, yeah. Okay. So that's my guilty pleasure. Dimitri um, is next. So I'm actually going to go into the expensive ones uh, right now also. And because uh, prior they were cheap? Uh, huh? Because the other one were cheap? Well, the Kaidison was 100 bucks. Okay. This one is a million dollars. About. <laughs> God damn, nothing in between, eh? No. <laughs> one million dollars? Zero, zero to 100 immediately. It went, it went full uh, Dr. Evil there. Yeah. Um, this one is a Jacob & Co. Astronomia. Ridiculous watch, right? Absolutely. Is By that the, way, the one that Conor McGregor was wearing? Yes. Oh my god! And he bought two, I think. Yeah, he spent like a million. But he's a, he, he. But he's like he's just in your face, right? That's his yeah, yeah. strategy. It works pretty well for yeah. him. 
that watch is so ridiculous because it's a 40, <laughs> it's 47 millimeter in diameter, right? It's a globe. But it, it, it's 25 millimeters thick. <laughs> it is a globe. It's a globe. Because inside of that watch, <laughs> it's the thing slab. about it, the, the, the mechanism, it's kind of like a, like, a, like a cross, right? And it rotates within the watch and you have like a tourbillon on, 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 at one end. You have a huge, ridiculous diamond on one. I think that kind of brings up the value quite a bit yeah. because they take, and oh, I gold. think I've, I've wrote it down somewhere here, um, so the the four sides of this cross, one of them is a tourbillon, the other one is a diamond. That diamond, uh, with at least two hundred and eighty eight sides, right? Perfectly, Jesus perfectly Christ. carved. They take uh, they take a four carat diamond, and I'm not a diamond scientist, so scientist. Diamond? No, you're not. <laughs> I assume I assume it's pretty large and expensive. And then they, they, they trim it down, right, by, by, by shaping it in that proper yep. that shape. Uh, <laughs> it is super ridiculous. And opposite of the diamond on that same um, uh, uh, cross uh, connection, you have uh, uh, the, the globe. And I believe just and the watch complication itself with all the hands and, tie and, uh, and the, 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 the hours and minutes, is on the fourth, right? So you have this ridiculous aquarium on your wrist, inside of which you have a cross that rotates with like four distinct pieces on it. It's super ridiculous, very expensive, and this is. I think this is this qualifies as a guilty pleasure because this. I think it's kind of cool, but it's it's a museum piece, right? It's not a really yeah, like you can't even wear this thing. No, it, it, like I think I've seen Conor McGregor wear this, and if he's wearing a shirt, the shirt is just. It looks ridiculous because there's no way this thing goes under a cuff. So it, I wonder it, if he's actually wearing it. Just leaves it in a, at home. Maybe for like a, a, table. a photography opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was about to ask, it, it's a million dollars, that? guys. Like you, you don't want to, you don't want to break this thing. Yeah, I know. But yeah. like, my, where do you wear that? Like no. red carpet events? And yeah, just it, right? to show off. Probably. Mm-hmm. Look, when these, you probably when bring these celebrities go to red carpet events, they rent jewelry, right? And they wear these ostentatious, crazy yeah. uh, dresses and necklaces stuff, right? and dresses. And the, the guys wear crazy uh, jewelry or these crazy things that are just Or like, watches. Yeah. I but feel even like, like haute couture, like um, uh, there's people who work for like companies like uh, opening ceremonies. They're wearing like space suits. Almost. That's not... I feel like, wear, uh, right? like Conor McGregor probably... Um, Brings a whole team of like let's say guys with like a like a safe deposit box. Seriously, <laughs> he puts it on. He puts it on. Walks the red carpet, gets all the pictures taken, and then takes it off and puts it back in the box. This thing is a million dollars. If you just drop it, right? That's so. Uh, what? what hurt. So uh, what's the uh, water resistance? <laughs> <laughs> like Function. like if you own that watch, you can probably put it inside of a boat. And that boat probably has a high water resistance. <laughs> <Some> re- <laughs> <laughs> and then, and you'll be okay. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> you don't need a boat because it comes with the submarine. Yeah. <laughs> the submarine that you can put it in yeah. it has pretty good it. water resistance. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Joe Chorney, your turn. I'm going to go with something a little bit cheaper. I'm going to be quick. A little bit. Cheaper so, than a million? So, wow. Yeah. So, uh, just as just first, I'll start with an honorable mention. I won't talk about them. I wanted to mention and look it up, guys. I really like Alexander Shokorov, the avant-garde to oh, yeah. candy. Uh, very avant-garde. Take a look at that. But the the brand I want to talk to you now that I'm uh, I find is a guilty pleasure is uh, and it gets a lot of flack online. Is the Bamford Watch Company? 
So Bamford uh, sets themselves apart. This guy just takes really expensive watches and then customize them. So they've been building a portfolio um, in the last little while, and uh, they've just been customizing really expensive watches, uh, really going with the black DLC coating. So he started with like a black Rolex watch, uh, and uh, Bamford has always had interests uh, really in like vintage cars, motorsports, sports watches. So he had a Navi timer, a Datejust. And all he did was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to uh, DLC code it. <laughs> That's the that, that business plan. Page one. Fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs> let's take these really expensive watches. Let's code it with DLC. And let's just make it black for a sleeker, more modern finish. And he does this with all of his watches. He got so big that in 2017, he teamed up with Jean-Claude Bivet from uh, LVMH, who ran the Hublot at the time. And he started making, he was customizing watches for Bulgari, Zenith, and Tag Heuer. Uh, as a result and he became their official uh like modder you know so these watches are uh, with diamond like carbon which is what dlc stands for uh, it's a pretty intense process but you could go buy very expensive watches so if you're someone who has a lot of disposable income and you don't give a shit about getting a watch it is you go buy a tag hoyer monaco a zenith heritage 146 was sold on Mr. Porter. You can get Zenith uh, Octo Bulgari, sorry, Bulgari Octofinismo, Zenith El Primeros in this black DLC coated that's very Bamford. And he's now making a name where you see it the black DLC coating with the blue uh, hands. You can, you're like, that's Bamford. And he also makes his own watches. He has GMT. He has something called the, the Mayfair, I think. He's a GMT as well. I don't know the name of it, but. He really is a is a customizer, and he he really I think it's it's great. But a lot of people um, will be like, "That's a blasphemy, <laughs> bastardization of those brands." I think it's bold, guilty pleasure. I really like it. Um, it's funny because I thought that you were going to talk about Alexander Shorokov yeah. as uh, as one of your picks, but you didn't, right? And uh, we're running out of time here. And I, I would uh, yeah. and I would uh, I would actually pick. Uh, one of his watches that Carl spoke about before, right? The yeah. one with the clown face. I, I, I remember the, the, the name. He called it. the, the, the Joker watch, the, right? It's the Const, Con, Constantine, is it? Is it Constantine Shorokov? Is Shorokov something? I think the watch that uh, that uh, he was talking about was the uh, Constantine Shaken. Oh, Constantine Shaken, yes. The, that's what it is. The Joker which is yeah. what it was called. And it had like a, a, a smiley face. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the eyes were the registers. Yeah. And then yeah. the, the it would have this. I, um, I actually yeah. like that watch. Which was also about $20,000. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, the two dials, uh, they represent the the, the eyes yeah, of the, exactly. the, the Joker. And then they always rotate. So he always looks crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually like this one quite a bit. I think that's a, a real fuck you watch. I yeah. love the colors on that. Yeah. That was on the alcohol uh, pairing. So, uh, yes. Do we have any more watches that we're done? And I will go with my last one. I have another one, actually. Oh, uh, yeah? Go for it. But no. I don't think that I'm going to go very quickly because you guys will shame me for so, saying So maybe I'll, I'll go pleasure. and then you can finish. Sure. So my last piece was a Casio. It was a G-Shock that came out. It was the 20th anniversary. It came out at Basel World a few years back. You're looking at a $1,000 watch. The number is the, or the reference is MTG-B1000RB-2A. So all you need to look up is uh, the Casio MTG uh, Lunar Rainbow. You can't miss it. So that watch, you can't get it anymore because it was a limited edition. Uh, but they really went with this like rainbow IP coding to the actual case. Uh, it was to celebrate the fact that it was first introduced, the MTG, 20 years ago. And this was like last year, the year before. A lot of Casios uh, today in the Guilty Pleasure. A lot of Casio. But they take risks, right, with their, with their watches? Well, they do a lot of things. 
one of those things that risks. And I, I they re- literally do everything. I really like the MTG in general, but uh, I think that with the Ion plating, it's a huge watch, though, right? It's a huge watch, and I think it's like a it's like a apocalypse watch. You know, you I do that. like the rainbow case. The rainbow case is cool, and not everyone's gonna like it. I like the IP finish. Uh, the M- fifty six, the um, I'm sorry, the uh, Casio Full Metal G that I have. There is also a rainbow version of that one as well, but this one is. A lot of fun. I think that uh, it has a purple. Well, not that I think it has purple around the six and the twelve. Some green and yellow elsewhere on the bezel. Some blue on the lug. The case measures fifty five point eight millimeters. That's it. Fifty one point seven millimeters. So it it doesn't go on your wrist. It goes on your thigh. Fourteen point four millimeters thick. One hundred twenty three grams on a buckle. But it is. I think it was bold. I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think there's anything like it. And um, happy Casio took the risk. Guilty pleasure watch. I really me. like that rainbow uh, uh, case. Yeah, that's my it's, uh, it's that's my cool. guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. It is a bit of a guilty pleasure. A lot of people will be like, yeah. when it came out, people were like, yeah. and you know what? Here's another one that you could have mentioned, Carl. I have to say, the uh, Tudor PO one. Uh, as a guilty yeah. pleasure, but it's a good watch yeah. though. Mechanically, it's a, it's a sound. But watch. a lot of people. That yeah. one. I think this one doesn't really qualify as a guilty pleasure. I don't pleasure. know. Uh, could it? I don't know. That's Maybe. what we get up. Yeah, it was anyway. in the episode uh, actually, Hate or Love. Actually, my last watch is probably the similar to uh, P01 because I, you, you won't, I don't think you will agree with me that this is a guilty pleasure. But Because I, I brought it up because when it came out, it came out the year of that tutor and people were like, ew. <laughs> and my, my last pick, and uh, an honorable mention, I think, I, I kind of like the Seiko uh, Alien uh, watch. It's ridiculous. Oh, the um, from uh, the, the Ripley, the Jujaro. Ripley, yeah, the uh, Jujaro, like the, the original Jujaro alien whatever. Movies, uh, Seiko it, watch. The Ripley, yeah, with the chronograph. Yeah, on yeah. The, yeah, that is very odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, uh, but my last pick is uh, the the Mido Mido Ocean Star uh, the compression timer with like the no like a crazy pastel. Like, no, no. Oh I knew, God. I knew this is gonna happen, so I, I I saved this for the last one. <laughs> because this is like is a ridiculously colorful dial right it's, it's that's the so, reason why it's beloved though but it's a beautiful watch I love it so everyone, much it sold out like immediately everyone yeah, it, it wasn't my um, best watch of 2020 audacious was watch, it really yeah. audacious. I think it was your audacious yeah. watch yeah. right but is it fair to call it a bit of a guilty pleasure because of the color choices? I don't know. I don't know back in Russia if you have colors, but you know, here, <laughs> oh my God. Red, red is a thing. <laughs> what like blue is a thing. <laughs> what shade of gray is this? Oh my gosh. This is not gray. What is this uh, then? I maybe don't know. It's a de- maybe it's a guilty pleasure. That the, watch is very it's, popular. It's very bright because it has pop- like it has a bunch of pastel colors. They're like yellow and uh, blue and then pink. And it, it, it's, it's an bright. Act, but it's it has bright. a function to it. It's an actual decompression <laughs> timer. It's like, that watch make me live, uh, feel emotion I'm not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I have feelings. <laughs> so yeah, this is my last pick. Yeah, uh, this is the last watch I as you well, guys I were going to disagree. So yeah, let's... Uh, it's a lot of watch. Lot I of have to admit. And uh, if you can get it right now, I think it came out uh, at about $1,300. And now you can get it for less than like two thousand bucks. So, uh, uh, thing to um, take uh, remember from that episode, I bought a new watch, and all our guilty pleasures is just a bunch of colors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything that has a, a color other than the shade of gray for me is a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, what is this? <laughs> I'm sure, guys, this was one of our. Uh, we really went in something subjective. I'm sure everyone out there has a lot of guilty pleasure watches. Please share them with us. 
You can find us at Big Black Clock Official on our Instagram account. You can email us at Big Black Clock Team. That's our Gmail account. You can send Carl your full nudes. You can send Dimitri money, endorsements, anything of monetary value. Send me your watch picks. Send me everything that you guys were, were researching that we didn't mention. And you know, guys, it's tough out there with the pandemic. So uh, keep being good to each other. And for all of those perpetual uh, watch buyers like myself, happy hunting. Stay safe. Until next time.